straight from GP, ran to Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids, or your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block. From Afros and Braids, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3, RTT at gmail.com. Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran and Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? We are back. It is uh, round 74, man. We are at number 74, uh, GP3. Rand, what is going on, man? What's up? Oh, man, a whole lot, man. Glad to be here on number 74. I can't believe we're getting closer and closer. What, what is 75 like silver or diamond, something like anniversary or something like that? I, I guess, man. I You know, I ain't even close to that, so... <laughs> this is this is the the closest closest I'm to a 75, bro. Uh, but I, I looked it up. It, it probably has to has to do something with like diamond or pearl or something like that. We'll look it up. So hey, man, what's up? How was your week? It was a good week, man. Very good week. Yeah, you got very good week. You got any? Uh, well, first of all, I, I always try to skip over it. Why don't you tell the folks, man, why uh, we're called GP3? Because I've been doing it the last few weeks. You go for it. Okay, we're GP3 because GP3 stands for Grove Park 3. The three of us, I'm Rand uh, and, uh, and Tommy, and, and I'm founding a Emeritus member, Tut. We all went to the Grove Park Elementary School in, in the Grove Park section of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I lived on South Elizabeth Place. Tommy B., where did you live? I was on North Avenue, man. North Avenue. And Tut lived, and Tut lived on Charlotte Place. Yeah, so uh, together we, uh, we came together to really do this almost like barbershop talk. Uh, show weekly and we we just kept it going man i think initially man we were just trying to do this thing um to kind of give commentary on the election am i correct i mean initially and and uh it just uh has kept going (laughs) yeah yeah that that was probably the genesis of it right there because it's like uh it's still never ending for for some folks but uh, we'll get into that later hey man you got any shout outs yeah, I got a couple of shout outs. I mean, the first shout out I want to give is a shout out to my daughter, uh, Kendall B. Today is her birthday. She turned 23 yeah! today. Kendall B. Go, girl. Yeah, she's 20, 23 today. Um, I was watching uh, the Robin Thebe show. Okay. And um, they had this young brother on. I want to give a shout out uh, because uh, his, he's 17 years old. His name is George Hofstetter. Okay. And he developed an app called Cop Stop. I encourage you family members out there to go and check out this app. This is an app designed when you're stopped by the police, you, you engage it. It lets people know where you are. Wow. Uh, 17 year old brother. Uh, because again, his whole thing was he wants kids to come home safe to their parents. Yeah. Um, like to give, uh, isn't he in Georgia? Is he somewhere in Georgia? I don't, when I, heard. I don't know where he, I don't know where he is. Uh, I got to look him up on Huffington Post because they've written 17, they've written several articles about this 17 year old kid. Very cool. Um, man. But that, but that's yeah, called uh, what, Cop Stop. We got it. I'm going to look it up and put that on the, uh, on the yeah, podcast Cop page Stop. too. Cop Stop. Uh, Definitely need that, man. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Jamel Hill. She is now going to the undefeated uh, micro site. She's going to be leaving her, her, her position at uh, ESPN to go what? to that other site. Are you serious? Which is about uh, culture and race and the intersection of culture and race and politics. And uh, uh, I give her credit. I mean, you know, this might this might be the nice vehicle for her where she can express her views. Is Michael, um, is her, uh, is Michael Smith? I think that's his name. Is he staying on to the show or are they just uh, I didn't, In the article I read, I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything about him. I, I'm imagining he's going to stay. Okay. Um, at ESPN, I don't know in what role or capacity. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to uh, give a shout out to BET uh, uh, for again them trying to up their game. I mean, they've added some new programming this 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 uh, early part of the season. Black Card Revolt, uh, and Man Cave. 
Um, they're trying to, uh, again, broaden their um, their viewer base and also to uh, add a little fun and a little thinking. Okay, cool. And, yeah, so uh, those are my main shout-outs right there. Excellent, man. Excellent. So so is Man Cave, is that a... Uh is that a reality show or is that um like a series? No, it is a, it is a show um that basically has three brothers uh sitting around talking about issues. Okay, cool. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good BT way to go. Um hey man, I got a shout out to Laura Coates on CNN, man. Um I I got I got to give it to that sister um because she always keeps a cool head in 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 situations and and you know the news broke this week about the uh the Mueller potential firing and uh, you know how they do on on Don Lemon's show man um you know they do the Brady bunch you know for for talking heads kind of thing and and there was one guy in the studio who was really being obnoxious and and um you know interrupting people and and she just handles that kind of stuff well not everybody can handle that well and 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 the other thing is she's always really buttoned up on her facts, man. So kudos to her because it was a little painful to watch uh, this dude just being obnoxious to the point where Don had to say, hey, look, we're going to a commercial. We'll come back because we, you know, we got to, you know, straighten some folks out. And and she really, man, kept a cool head. Uh, she was on top of her game. And, you know, it's just always good to see that, man. And, and uh, kudos to her. She was a former. Uh, federal prosecutor. You familiar with her, Laura Coates? Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah. But no. She, I mean, I, I don't watch much CNN, so I, yeah. I don't I don't know what's happening on that network ninety percent of the time. Yeah, I bounce around. I will check out Don uh, Don's show. Um, you know, Don's one of the few African American folks, along with uh, with Am Joy, uh, left on on some of the majors, and of course, we'll get to Van James and uh, Van Jones and his show. Um, but, but, um, you know, I do check out Don every now and then, but I bounce around. All right, man. Yo, let's get to it, bro. Um, Monique versus Netflix, uh, just an update, uh, real quick, as y'all know, you know, she was offered, uh, 500,000 by Netflix and she felt like it was a, uh, a snub, uh, to do a special. Um, and, and now I don't know if you had a chance to see it this week. Um, but her, somehow I missed the comment she made to Cheryl Underwood because Cheryl got involved in it. Um, and, and, um, I mean, it, it really, and Cheryl had to come on, what's the show she's on the talk, uh, with Julie, Julie Chan and, um, and, and the other lady show, not the, uh, the view. And, um, you know, she basically, you know, Cheryl quali- uh, clarified the fact that, you know, she simply told Monique to make amends, um, with Tyler, Oprah and Lee, uh, of course, Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, and, and Lee Daniels, and and she was not telling her to sit down, shut up, and just take the money. She was telling her to make amends so she could, you know, kind of get her career back on track. So, you know that that occurred this week. But you know, one of the things I noticed, Rand, is is public opinion, man, is not in her favor, especially when it comes down to people boycotting on Netflix. The majority of folks are saying, you know, I ain't gonna boycott Netflix. You know, I'm not I'm not giving up my Netflix. I ain't giving up my my black mirror, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean I think people, uh, don't agree. They're just not giving up Netflix. And, um, there was another report that came out that basically said that, uh, and I'm not sure if this is true, if we can, uh, verify this or not, man, but it basically said that, um, Netflix was willing to pay her 3 million if she did an audition, which is odd, you know, but, but still, and uh, what are your thoughts, man? Would you? Any, any well, I was listening to Steve to Harvey earlier this week, and he and, and he was talking about it, and and you know he he brought up some interesting points. I mean, you know, he said this is about what Netflix believes that they can get back in terms of money. Yeah. Okay. And he said, you said you have to be honest that Monique has not been out there in the space. Yeah. No, she has not had a world tour. I mean, to, to for her to compare herself to Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer came off selling out um, uh, Madison Square Garden by herself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Monique has not had a relevant project in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, rumor is that you know um, Wanda Sykes was offered two hundred thousand dollars herself, but Wanda decided, you know what, I'll 
take my I'll take my services to someone else who wants to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, and also, you know, as, as, as I was listening, a boycott, what is the plan? Yeah. You know, what does this mean? What does a boycott mean? Does it mean I, I shut my subscription off? Does that mean I don't binge watch a weekend? I mean, really, what does that mean? But I think, you know, I do believe that she does have a case in terms of some disparity. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to understand from the business perspective, Fix is saying if we invest X amount, we expect to get X amount back. So what they were telling Monique in such in some ways is that right now you don't have the drawing power for us to first we think we're gonna get our money back at that. Repeat that and, repeat so, that one more time, Rand. I think you broke up there because you know Rand's okay. space. Go ahead. What I'm saying is that what Netflix is basically saying is this money that we're offering you is based upon what we expect as your drawing power in our return on investment. Okay. Yep. Okay. And so I think what Monique and her husband Sydney need to do, they need to go in there with the facts and saying, hey, my Q score is X amount. Yeah. I can draw this amount of people. Instead of saying I need $10 million or $11 million like Amy Schumer, you know, they came back and said, have you sold out Madison Square Garden by yourself? Yeah. Well, you know, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm listening. You know, have you have you been in a block? Have you been in a blockbuster movie yourself where you were the lead actor, not a supporting actor, but you were one of the leads. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I understand their perspective because it, this is about money. This is about, can I get my money back, my return on investment? And I just think that Monique and her team, they have not probably done the due diligence to build the case for why I deserve more money. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I agree with part of that. I agree uh, the, the premise of it, man, just in terms of uh, the disparity um, is an issue. I agree with that. I agree um, with that. There's a disparity. Um, I think. But but here, here's what um, I was looking at. And, and I, I, I wanted to, to give it a different look at it from a different perspective this week. Uh, you know, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle are kind of on a different plane. And and if you if you if you don't remember, I think a lot of people forget that that Chris really came out of mainstream. Chris did uh, Catch a Rising Star, uh, which is kind of a mainstream uh, comedy vehicle. He came out of Saturday Night Live. Uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, Dave Chappelle came out of the Mel Brooks camp. If if, if y'all ain't forgot, you know I, I know I I ain't forgot. Uh, Robin Hood men in tights. <laughs> if you, you know what I'm saying? When he, he was in that movie. And a lot of people don't remember that, you know, Dave Chappelle was actually booed at the Apollo. Um, you know, he, he, w- he was really always has been from the beginning. He was a mainstream comedian, as was Chris Rock. Monique really doesn't come out of that mainstream camp. Now, I'm not saying whether or not it's right or wrong. It just comes down to a lot of these companies in terms of who they're willing to take a chance on. They're more willing to take a chance on those mainstream comedians than they are. You know, Monique comes kind of out of that. Uh, and I don't she comes out of the circuit. You know what I mean? Uh, she comes like a, <clears throat> a Samore, Bruce Bruce, uh, Lavelle Crawford. I'm, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Um, even when she did her talk show and she, she's done her movies, everything's kind of been in the in the circuit. Uh, you know, some people called it the Chitlin Circuit back in the day. We moved beyond that. But I think that's the probably the biggest difference in terms of whether or not these guys really are willing to take that chance. Even though Precious was, uh, you know, her getting the Academy Award, it's still a matter of people still perceiving her as being in a niche, you know, in that niche. And, you know, and, and I'm not I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying it's right. But it, it, it might not necessarily justify, but it might explain why they have a different perception and they're not willing to take a chance. Um, so, you know, on that note, man, I, I do think that her argument, uh, her plea needs to be heard. Um, I agree with you on the Netflix boycott. I don't I don't think a boycott um, is, is, is probably the best way. To, well, a boycott is a great way, but 
telling people to boycott when you know they're really not going to boycott is different. And, um, you know, so it's, you know, you know what it's, it's starting to remind me of, uh, Rand and, and I, I hope it doesn't get to this. Uh, you know how, if you look at the, the Nina Simone story, um, Paul Robeson, some of those actors who who took a stand and found themselves kind of alienated, um, and I, it, it looks almost as if she's heading in that in that realm. And I hope not, because she really is a good talent. She's a good talent. Yeah, I just think that um, I had some some associates that worked on the um, the show, the night the night show she had. Yeah, and. One of the challenges that she has is the perception of her representation. Yeah, yeah. Which and, is, is, is probably Sydney. Yes. Okay. And I think that maybe she needs to reevaluate that because the question is, when you have a spouse member who's acting as a business partner with you, are they acting as your advocate or are they acting as your business representative? I mean, because that's a, that's a fine line to cross right there. Yeah. Uh, because you have to be in a different mindset. Uh, I've heard many, um, uh, I've heard people like Babyface make comments about several R&B performers that he's worked with. And he told them as they're trying to make their comeback, they say, look, you need to change your representation. Yeah. yeah. Because your representation is a part of your brand. And if your representation is perceived as being a, a stain on your brand, it's going to impact you in your opportunities. Yep. So um, I, I do agree with you. I do believe that Monique is a talent. I believe she's funnier than Amy Schumer. Yep. That's just my opinion. Yep. Yep. Uh, but because she has had these run-ins in this industry, which is a very incestuous one, mm-hmm it makes it very difficult for her to come to the table and people to treat her a certain way that she perceives she needs to be treated because of the, the halo effect of, of her management team. Yeah. Well, that I think it is going to eventually come down to that. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I'm, I, the only thing I hate, I'd hate to see happen, man, candidly, I would, I would just hate to see this lady who is a talent, who has accomplished. Who, was that you or me? <laughs> who has uh, who has uh, actually experienced uh, some positive growth, man, and and some really great accomplishments, man? I just uh, I, I just hate to see her kind of go into oblivion. You know, I really hate to see that happen to her, man. I hope uh, you know, but but we'll see. You know, we'll see. Right. All right. Anything else on that, man? Before we move on, you know. No, nah, man. We we can move. On. All right, cool. Grammys tonight, bro. Uh, you know, we tape on Sunday, man. So, um, you know, tonight, um, I'm, I'm really excited, man, about the Grammys, man. Um, you know, and I think uh, one of the things that you, you had mentioned, um, you know, the change in voting has done a lot to help, uh, you know, in, in some of the categories, um, you know, definitely make the categories more, uh, hell, relevant to what's going on in the streets. And, um, you know, it just looks like this year there's a really good chance or a, a, a great opportunity for hip hop to re- be represented. It. I mean, to be represented. Well, uh, that ain't even a word represented it. But I'll, I'll try to push that through the podcast. Um, but even when you look at record of the year, you got Childish Gambino, um, Jay-Z and Kendrick Lamar. That's three out of five. Um you know, the other artist in that category for record of the year being the Despacito song, which has a chance to be first, first Spanish language uh, song to ever be chosen as record of the year. And uh, and then Bruno Mars in there as well. So it, it looks to be, regardless of who comes out of that, it's going to be somebody of color, you know. Um, any thoughts on that? I just think it's a, I mean, when I look at the record of the year and the album of the year and those types of categories where um, there's more diverse representation, I just think they got a difficult choice man, because I think you can build a case for each of those artists. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm not big on this Lord girl, but you know, um, uh, but all the other artists, um, they are, um, they can build a case. I, I just think it's going to be very difficult. Yep. Um, Album of the year. You have, uh, uh, you, you mentioned Lord, uh, Bruno Mars, Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, and again, Childish Gambino. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be very difficult. And again, because the criteria is, is so subjective, um, it can lead to many surprises tonight. Yep. Best new artist. Um, you know, you've got uh, Khaled, uh, Lil Uzi Vert, SZA. Um, yeah, so it, it really looks to be probably one of the best shows where you get a really good showcase of R&B, man. I'm, I'm really proud of of the folks who, who are in, you know, who, who basically have uh, have stepped up on the R&B side to really make it a real good year for R&B and hip hop. So kudos, man. I, th- I think it'll be a good show tonight. I, I don't know if I'll watch tonight, but at least, I mean, I'll tape it and check it out later. But, well, um, you know, a, a quick trivia tidbit is, uh, January 28th, 1985 on this date, uh, we are the world was recorded right after the Grammy awards. Wow. Damn. You think they'll do something tonight? Um, <laughs> hell, there's enough, there are enough causes to represent. So, you know, Maybe they'll make a decision to do something when they have everybody there. You know, so we'll see. Cool. Cool. Oprah man says politics ain't in her DNA. Um, she told, um, actually did an interview this week with Style, in Style Magazine for the March issue. And, and she said, you know, she's always been one uh, and, and felt very secure and confident with herself and knowing what she could do and couldn't do. And, uh, you know, and, and said politics is not something she's interested in. And she said, I don't have the DNA for it. Uh, my opinion, wise choice. I think, um, you know, I think Oprah can do, as we've talked about on the previous podcast, she can do a lot more uh, by not being thrown into the into the ring. Um, any thoughts on her decision? Uh, it, it's in line with what my what we talked about last week. I agree with it. I think she's making a wise decision. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times it's more power behind the throne than sitting on the throne. Yep. And um, and she can do a lot through her um, her me- multimedia empire in terms of galvanizing uh, her her audience, her supporters around key issues uh, that could actually make a, a make an impact at the at the ballot box. Um, with the upcoming elections in 2018 and in 2020. I agree. So um, I think that was a wise move for her. Um, don't get in that. I mean, you know, just like uh, when Colin Powell, when he was asked many times to run and he's just said, you know what, I, there's certain things I value. I don't, I don't need, I don't need to, to do that. I can do other things. Yep. And um, smart move. Yeah. I hope she, you know, the big thing again, man, I hope she gets out there um, along with other uh, African-American celebrities, man, it really pushes the get out to vote uh, message, man, and, and and really galvanizes, which I think we've already got some good momentum. Now it's just a matter, you know, of, of really pushing the message. And I think she's a good person to actually push the, push the message um, to, to not only get women out, but also get African-Americans out. So, you know, good, good move, good move. Couple of things, man. Uh, on the light side, um, you happy with the Eagles versus Pats, bro? You happy? <laughs> um, I care less, but it is what it is. So, you know. <laughs> uh, did you check out the? And we hadn't talked about this at all, man. But the NBA and the All Star lineup now they're going to this. Uh, I guess they're choosing the top players from the previous uh, championship. So it's Team Curry versus Team LeBron. Uh, versus East and West. What you you happy with that? Uh, you, have you heard about that change? Uh, um, you know the, the NBA is they they realizing they got to make some changes. I mean because NBA All Star Weekend is doesn't have the same luster. No, so they got to figure out new things. I mean you know the, the you know it, you remember when we were kids they used to have the, the the Legends game where they had these old guys running up and down the court pulling hamstrings and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had to. They had to change that. The dunk contest now is—I don't even know what it is called now. What they're doing, but pretty you know, sterile, this is man. basically me just like pick up ball skins versus uh, shirts. You know, uh, you know, let the fans vote, then the players pick the teams. They have their little draft, and yeah. you know, it, it'll be cool. Yeah, I think this is a good move, um, especially when you consider the level of superstar. You know, now when when you have mediocre teams and stars, that may be different, but. 
you know, Team Curry versus Team LeBron should be pretty interesting. We'll see how that goes. Um, Erica Badu, man, uh, is in some hot water. I don't know if you heard about her statement. Um, she, you know, you know how Erica is, man. Um, you know her mindset and, you know, she's the, you know, I don't have to go into it. But but she was talking about seeing good in everything. And she said, oh, I, I even see good in Hitler. And it it really, and she said he was a good painter. And, you know, that was her, I, I guess, her her uh, her comment. But but it really got to the point where the anti, you know, Jewish Anti-Defamation League got involved. So uh, it's kind of interesting. She saw good in his painting because Hitler tried to get in art school. and He was rejected at every art school he applied to. So um, <laughs> what does that say? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you know your history, I mean, you know, I'm just really um, it's just really uh, very disappointing that many of these celebrities are trying to trying to define relevance, trying to keep their their brand top of mind, yeah. and they just say some of the most um, inappropriate things. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not, one thing you just most should stay away from. Un- yeah. Yeah. So ill informed, um, you know, stay away from that stuff. And um, yeah, you know, and unfortunately, in the entertainment industry, it is controlled by a, a lot of Jewish uh, backers. Yeah. And this could definitely have an impact on her career. You know, as she's trying to move forward, because one thing I've, I've learned about um, uh, our Jewish brothers and sisters, they do not forget. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. So, they do not forget. So it's going to be interesting, man. Uh, you know, uh, at this point in Erica's career, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but but I know in terms of uh, when the Anti-Defamation League got involved in that statement, it just took it to another level. So, you know, we'll we'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, Kanye and Kim produce Chicago West, the new baby. So, uh, <laughs> are you happy? Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations to them. Next topic. <laughs> Chicago. Uh, and, and you checked out the Van Jones show, man. What do you, what are your thoughts? What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was a good show. Uh, I liked, um, uh, the interview he had with, uh, Jay-Z. I thought JC said some very um, insightful, compelling things. It has really shown that how in the hip hop community, hip hop is finally aging. Mm-hmm. It's probably more like a young adult now yep. in some ways. Uh, you know, the hip hop community is really blessed by having him as him. He and guys like LL Cool J, some of the guys who are on the forefront, mm-hmm. but are still active in the hip hop community. Yeah. And they're able to bring a level of maturity Um that you see with most adults, whereas that right now in the hip hop community, there's so many young performers and entertainers out there who are in their early 20s, just their experiences and their perspectives are just not fully developed yet. Yeah. Where they, they can sit and have a conversation like a Jay-Z about things that truly matter, you know, you know, leaving, you know, leaving a legacy, uh, a financial blueprint for your family, things like that. Yeah. You know, so he, it was good. And, um, and Vans Jones, uh, the second part, uh, I found interesting was the van ride in Charlottesville, Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, with the, uh, with the three citizens from Charlotte and the one liberal, um, regarding what happened in Charlottesville and their take. I thought that was very interesting right there. I think we need to do, see more things like that. Yeah. But unfortunately though, sometimes it can start normalizing some of those views. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, I do like, man, the fact that van, um, and whether or not the network does it right when they try to bring in all those different views and, 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 and they make an attempt to, to do quote unquote, I hate to say it fair and balanced, but, um, I think van, his personality, um, keeps it, he keeps it relevant. He doesn't, it, it doesn't go off uh, as, or come off as the Jerry Springer show, you know, uh, where, where you, you, you've got, or ESPN where it's, 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 you know, the battle of the wits. It really comes down to, okay, can we find common ground? So I, I did like the van ride because there was an attempt there, with van. He's always attempting to find common ground. With people. And, well, what he, that's what I like. What he did yeah. was that um, I noticed that he did not let people off the hook on statements they made. He Correct. followed up yep. with a question yep. uh, that to to provoke them to really think about their beliefs. Yeah. Think about what you just said. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So 
I mean, kudos to him, man. He's, by the way, I mean, a lot of folks might try to tune in every Saturday night. Uh, it is not on. It's on every other week. It's a bi, uh, a bi, yeah. uh, bi-monthly. It's on uh, twice, a, twice a month. Uh, yeah, his next one is going to be on the 10th of February. Yeah, he shares it with uh, David Axelrod, who, who was Obama's uh, chief strategist. So, uh, but, but you know, I'll give him, I'll give him credit for that. Uh, and the Jay-Z interview, I agree with you, man. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with Jay-Z, his growth. Uh, it, it, it really is, you know, somebody who's been in the industry before is proud. I'm proud to really see somebody like Jay-Z uh, make it happen uh, because he can carry the mantle. Uh, for you know, black execs and 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 ownership. So kudos to him um, and and what he's doing with title, and and hopefully he can you know uh, continue to grow it. Uh, and, and also and also his passion of justice reform. You know, he and John Legend absolutely. and Common yep. have really jumped on the forefront about when they talk about justice reform. They're not talking about not only the sentencing. Yeah. But also, you know, he when he mentioned the bail bond industry. Yep. You know, yep. how that is part of the prison industrial complex. It's a racket. You know, you you set the bail bonds high. Yeah. So you can keep so you can get more uh inmates yeah. in the prison system. So, you know, um I like the way how he's really looking at the whole ecosystem. He's just not focusing on one aspect of it. I agree. I agree. Kudos to him. And I think he'll do well tonight, by the way, at the Grammys. I think um I think he's gonna be rewarded for all the all the hard work he's put in. So hopefully, um, hopefully that'll be the case. Bill Maher, man, return. What are your thoughts, man? I, I, you know, he returned actually last week and I watched it last week and this week. Have you had a chance to watch Maher and the show? I saw, I saw the uh, first week we had Larry Wilborn on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw that episode. I, you know, uh, maybe, maybe Bill is getting a little, um, maybe Bill is getting a little uh, tiring for me right now. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I just, I, it's, it's kind of like, he talks about how Trump is whiny. Yeah. He's, he's, to me, he's getting to the point where he's whining all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, um, I think it's but, tough, man. I think it's tough for comedians. Um, you know, and, and, um, I don't know if you, I had a chance to see, um, what's his name? Conan, Conan O'Brien. Um, Conan did a, uh, a special, I didn't see the special. I saw a promo for it. Um, cause you know, Conan went to Haiti, um, to talk to people in Haiti about the comments that were made by 45, but he was talking about, uh, comedians in the Trump era. And it's, it's difficult to be, you know, how, you know, most comedians make things either, they, they almost make things bigger than life. Right. And, and um, right. hang on just a minute. Yeah, they make things bigger than life. Um, and it's hard to do that because things are already so ridiculous. You know, so, you know, it, it's almost like trying to make the ridiculous even more ridiculous. So I, I think Mar, it's hard for him to be more ridiculous than reality is, you know, is ridiculous. It's kind of like, well, it is. I mean, I think that that says it all. Plus, you know, I don't know, Rand, I, I think, you know, I don't know. If, did you watch this weekend by chance? No. Okay. What's the, the young lady uh, who was on uh, talking about food? Uh, Dishonay or Joey, uh, her show is, is Nice Girl or Real Girl or uh, I, the girl, I, one of the girl shows. Yeah. yeah, I think her name is Dishonay, something like that. Yeah. And, and it was almost uncomfortable to watch the interview that he was having with her because, you know, he, he just seems different. That's, you know what I mean? It's something he can be, he can, he can kind of poke fun at people and, and be a little mean at times, but it was almost like uncomfortable to watch. I'm like, Ooh, is this over? You know? And I think even they shot to her before the show was going off and she had kind of a stunned look on her face. And, and I don't know if she just wasn't ready for the type of show it was, which it was almost like she was a fish out of water. I'm like, you do know you're going on Bill Maher and he might say anything. You know, I mean, it, it's HBO because I don't I, it was almost like she was surprised of some of the things that was coming out of his mouth and some of the guests. And and I, I don't know, maybe it's, you know, the booking, how they're booking guests. They're trying to stay away from or move away from politics or I don't know, man. It was just odd. It was just, um, you know, it's just a, a weird feeling. So I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Maybe it's the 
we're watching the end of an era when it comes down to to real time. Well, well, you know, man, I, you know, one of it is that this this society that we're living in with all this craziness is happening, man. It's taking its toll on these comics, man. It, it really is. Well, man. it's it, it uh, you're, that that's a perfect statement because it looked like it looks like it's taking its toll. It 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 feels like it. You know, when, when you watch and, the show. And it's, and it's scary, man, because what's happening is, you know, they, there's a famous phrase that say history repeats itself. Yeah. As we're sitting here watching all this crap happening, is this the same thing that happened in Nazi Germany, man? Wow. You know, are we are, are we reliving, you know, are we reliving this crap? Mm. And, and, and it's about to happen, some of the craziness that's happening. I mean, when you look at... I know, you know, we go to the Trump train, but when you look at all the stuff that was happening in in politics, how uh, the people we elected to office yeah. are, are are just punking out, yeah. they're just letting this stuff happen, and no one is saying anything. And comics are the ones saying, "Look, I'm telling y'all, this shit is crazy." Yeah, you know what I mean? it takes the. And comics. it seems like no. Yeah, and nobody takes them seriously, you know, until yeah. it really starts to happen. Yeah. Um, just a couple of things, and we'll wrap, and we'll go into the uh, the forty five train, the Trump train. Uh, Larry Nasser, uh, Nassar, forty to one hundred and seventy five years. Um, you know, it, it, it's this ain't over by any means. Uh, you know, Michigan State ads out, the president's out at Michigan State. Uh, gymnastics coach retired last year. Uh, the Olympic Committee is asking for an investigation. And uh, you're going to see more and more of the uh, USA Gymnastics <laughs> board members resign. Now, your your daughters didn't do gymnastics, but they did. I know they did uh, tennis, so they were into athletics. Right. And right. Well, well, one of the biggest differences is that um, um, the type of injuries they would get, uh, and also usually when your kid is playing tennis, you're at the tennis lessons. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you see the coach, so you don't walk out the gym and leave them leave them to be along with these guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, you know, there's a couple things I'm looking at is that, you know, I'm looking at all the anger, et cetera, but I didn't see the same type of anger when it came to Flint, yeah. Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why is it that this guy had so many mulligans by Michigan state and everyone else? Yeah. And that he was able to, you know, what is it over over a hundred cases have been filed against oh, this ridiculous. guy, something like that? It was, you know, well it's, over almost uh hundred and fifty or more. Yeah. And it's still coming yeah. out. Yeah. And and, and 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 no one said anything. Yeah. I mean I mean, what is it what do we have to do to convict guilty white men? Yeah. I, I, I mean I mean literally, I mean, if he was a black guy, a black coach, and if he would have made one passing remark. Yeah. An allegation. They would have had him in jail over an allegation, N- not not a not a crime, but just an allegation. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a chance, and I, I really had only kept up with it in print, but I watched the sentencing because it was everywhere. It was like you know, really everything. I mean, to the point where news, every 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 news network had stopped to hear the judge's verdict, and. Oh my God! I mean, just hearing the verdict. I mean, and 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 also, uh, well, the sentencing, and um, and then uh, the referral to all the women who had actually come not had had come up to say their piece before the sentencing. It was it was just really sad. So I I agree with your point, man. I, I think um, you know, well, you know, you said it best, man. It's like you know, compared to Flint. You know how, how how much of a mulligan? How many mulligans do you get? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, 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 and the fact is that this AD at Michigan State and the president of Michigan State, yeah, are going to walk away with these phenomenal retirement packages. Yeah, yeah. And but, state employees, and somebody needs to say, look, because this happened on your watch, you're not entitled to all this stuff. You know, we're going to give yep, you yep. what you're owed. Some of this, these benefits, yeah. these additional benefits. Yeah. No, you're not going to get. It. You know what's interesting, Rand, and and it's it's interesting that this happened. This is happening, and you know HBO's coming out with the uh, Joe Paterno story, uh, right? Which you know the timing, you know when you consider because it's, it's very similar. 
you know, um, probably not as egregious as as this man, but but man, I mean, you know, the Joe Paterno story with Al Pacino uh, is is going to be, you know, uh, you know, just as impactful. We already know that. One, so, yeah. I hope this wakes up um, these universities as it relates to um, criminal acts that happen on their campuses. Yeah, I hope this wakes them up because. I, I tell a story all the time when I was in college, a young lady uh, got sexually assaulted in one of the fraternity houses one weekend mm-hmm. at a party. Yep. And I remember um, the university did his best to persuade the young lady not to press charges because they did not want to ruin this young man's career because he was going to be a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they wanted it out of the press. Those days have to stop. Uh, they truly have to stop. These universities need to understand that they need to be held accountable for the safety and well-being of our kids on campus. Good point. Good point. Trump train, bro. Uh, the big story this week, Mueller, um, the order to fire Mueller. Um, and uh, Don McCann, White House counsel, said, nope, you're not going to do that or I'm out. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, when you first heard it, how did how did how did it how did it strike you, man, when you heard it? Well, it, you know, it, 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 I wasn't surprised, um, but I think what you're seeing is people around him are saying, even though you are screwing this thing up, we got to protect the country. Mm-hmm. That's why we're staying here. Yeah. Um, and basically, what people don't understand, the White House counsel's responsibility is to protect the White House and the office of the presidency, not the president, yeah. but the office of the presidency and the White House. Now, Don again trying to look like a superstar now, but he was silent on a whole lot of the stuff because remember, he was the guy that, that that was part of that whole Comey firing thing. Yep. Um, so um, this right here, um, it, it actually helps build another case in the obstruction uh, trial because it it shows intent. Um, and that's one of the biggest things that you have to show in obstruction is intent. And um, again, Trump needs to understand this ain't the real estate business. This ain't some building inspector from Queens where you can bully. Yeah. You're talking about the United States government. You're talking about Mueller. But what I'm really disappointed is, is how the Republicans now of fouling lock, stock, and barrel uh, behind Trump in terms of trying to castrate and trying to demean uh, what's going on with with Mueller. I mean, people need to understand, Mueller is a lifelong Republican. He's been a Republican longer than than than, uh than Trump. You know what? You know what, man. The the odd thing about this whole thing is the creation or the, the the trying to create this vibe that the FBI is 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 this bastion of liberalism when you know, like what the FBI the people who were like uh, have always you know tried to take down you know tried to take down King tried to take down uh, the Panthers I mean what (laughs) James Coleman is a lifetime Republican you know what I'm saying It's, it's like it's so funny, man, to hear people talk. I mean, when they were talking about this secret society inside, I'm like, y'all, y'all really thinking like that about the FBI? What? I mean, come on. I mean, so and he's it's got, just funny. It's just funny got, to hear that, man. They need to understand. Yeah. Trump, these supporters need to understand. This guy will turn on you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? It, it's, it is more about him. I mean, and, and that's. I, I think that's what concerns a lot of people, you know, people who really are, you know, whether you're, you know, Republican, Democrat or independent. Uh, we we got to really make this about the country and not necessarily about an individual. So so I'm not getting, you know, I, I, I just, you know, one day hope that people are, are will stop getting behind the individual, because in my opinion, that that's um, that's a train headed off the track. You know. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. This <laughs> this whole administration, everything right now is it's about it's a snatch and grab, man. All this is is snatching and grabbing and getting the heck out of there. So so it, it's going to be interesting, man. And and um, on to the next thing about whether or not uh, forty five will really meet with Mueller. I think that was probably the case up until this until this leak. 
I think that I think that would have happened. I, I don't think it's going to happen now. I don't think uh, I think he's going to plead the fifth. I don't I don't see. Uh, I'd be shocked considering the the revelation uh, about you know what happened, the firing potentially the the order uh, last June. Um, so so it's going to be interesting as to whether or not. And I, I say no. I say no. Nah, he ain't gonna testify. Not under oath. You know, he may meet with him, but I, I don't think he'll do it under oath. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It'd really be interesting because his his biggest allies are saying, Donald, if you go in there, you are dead. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they they are uh, advising him not to, and I think his his closest friends and his advisors are going to convince him not to do it, regardless of what he said. He said it, and then he'll come back and say, "Well, my attorneys advised me not to." You know, so right. It's interesting, man, and you know, then you see Melania not going to. The trip to Dave, uh, Davos uh, or, or uh, in Switzerland um, with the economic meetings um, instead went to Florida and the Holocaust Museum. Um, you know, it kind of speaks to what's going on on the inside right now. Uh, it, it probably ain't the rosiest environment to be in. Um, you got the State of the Union coming up uh, this Tuesday, which I think, um, you know, and I don't know if you heard the uh the, the speech that was given at the uh, economic summit, but it was real low energy, man. I had never, I mean, did you hear some of it? I'm like, I heard, some, I heard some of it, man. He, he was very nervous because uh, people were, people were threatening to walk out. Well, it was um, a low, low, like eggshells kind of, is he going, I'm like, is he going to whisper? <laughs> you know, it was, it was, I, I'd never seen that, that um, low of, of, of energy. Uh, maybe in in one other situations, uh, one of the other situations where he was locked into a teleprompter, but um, it was it was uh, it was interesting coming off all the week. Well, the week that was had that yeah. that environment right there is where deals are being cut and deals are being made. He yeah. realized that if he wants to sit in a room with the, with the with the top deal makers across the globe, yeah, um, he he needs to act a certain way because they don't want to they don't want it to be known that they're associated with him when he's bolacost and. And um and, and it sounded like a raving lunatic. So yeah. I think no, somebody no rally mode. Him like <laughs> rally mode was put on hold. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so look, so look you're, we don't know how long your presidency is going to last, but if if, if you want to take advantage of this trip, you you need to project another image because there might be some deals down the line that you might want to be a part of. Yep, agreed, bro. You got anything else on the on the on the train? Anything else I'm I'm missing? Um. I, you know, on the State of the Union, man, I just know um, Angela Rye is going to be um, doing something, uh, I think, the day after. She's mm-hmm. going to have her perspective on the State of the Union. That's going to be on BT. So I encourage uh, our listeners to uh, check that out. That might be something to might want to talk about to see her take on it. What's your uh, what's your you take know. on the uh, on the black unemployment tweet? Um, you know, Jay-Z said something. Um, and, and, and I think, I, you know, I don't think Jay-Z challenged the black unemployment numbers being down. It was more about, you know, you know treating people like crap, you know, um, you know, the, 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 the I, I guess the, uh, the tone is what concerned him. Well, and, to me, I like to, I like to, uh, I like to peel the onions level back. So when we talking about black unemployment. Wh- what wage range are we talking about? Are we talking yeah. about blue collar? Are we talking part-time? Are we right. talking about management? Right. Uh, you know, because that's a big difference right there. You know, mm-hmm. are we talk, are we adding contractors in there? I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's really analyze the number. Yeah. Cause, you know, cause what it's really we, about wages and equity, you know, not about, not about just a bunch of retail jobs. You know, are people right. getting the true opportunities at some of the higher with higher wages? You know, are you getting those right. opportunities? Yeah. You know, is, is manpower, you know, See a, a rise in, in number of guys um, going to the parking lots, uh, getting jobs, you know, or are we seeing people, as you say, getting meaningful living wages? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, but I, somebody said um, this morning uh, may have been on Morning Joy because we again, we tape our show on during the Sunday mornings right right after. And, um, you know, it, it really comes down to. 45 jumping in on a narrative uh, that he knows will dominate the news that day, knowing that the Grammy Awards are happening tonight. 
knowing that Jay-Z is going to be a big part of the Grammy Awards and in, in tune with him, his attack on African-American, especially African-American men or women, um, you know, it's all in line. So it, it's really like, uh, you know, getting pressed when you're out of the, you know, you're out of the news cycle. So it's a hijack. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to stay on it. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take the positive road, the high road when it comes down to Jay-Z tonight. Um, I'm proud of the brother. I hope he does well. Yeah. Um, yeah likewise. Uh, Muller, man, I think this thing's about to wrap up, dude. I really do. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's wrapped up by spring, um, by the end of February. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I think the fact that he's talking to 45 or at least reaching out to 45, might be he's already made, um, he, he's already got a, not necessarily a decision, but he knows where he needs to go, and he's just putting icing on the cake. Um, are you- well, Miles, I, I, I think from what, I'm, from what I've read is that there are several things going on. The obstruction case might be winding up, but other cases might be starting up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, based on the way he, he's constantly building the team. The team is... He has not stopped growing the team. Yeah, yep. And so that that's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, typically, you're right when you bring the president in, you're getting close to the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would not be surprised yeah. if it's wrapped up by March, or at least you know somewhere somewhere in the spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could I could see I could see late summer at the latest. Okay. Okay. All right, man, what you got? You got, uh, you know, observations, rant? What you got? Well, you know, man, I was, the other day I was, um, I got a call from a nonprofit and, uh, and I was listening to their pitch and it made me start to think about the nonprofits that most of us participate in. And a lot of the, the biggest nonprofit out there is the church. Okay. And I was watching one of the local channels and I saw two ministers in the pulpit talking. And as I was sitting there looking at these guys, it reminded me of two pimps I seen on the street. They looked like two pimps wow. uh, talking in a pulpit. And I had to ask myself, for people who go to some of these mega churches, et cetera, which are their own little tribes, I want people to ask themselves, have their lives really improved with these churches? I mean, have they actually seen a, a an improvement in their life, not only in you know the physical things, but in terms of have they become better people or they're going out helping others in need, you know, um, because, you know, a lot of times we sit here and, 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 and we, we, we get the word and the word is great. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man of, the, I'm a man of faith, but then I have to ask myself, am I embodying the word? Am I doing things to help others? And so that's one of the things that I'm in. I want to challenge people out there to do. If you believe in the word, Take those, take those learnings and implement that in your day-to-day as you meet with other people. Help other people, help businesses. For example, I was uh, with an organization most recently called Goody Nation. And Goody Nation has done something that many nonprofits don't do. That is, they're trying to address the root causes. One of the things they're trying to do is get rid of, is to get rid of food shelters. All right. When you say that, people go like, what do you mean? The food bank? Why do you want to get? No. If you really think about it, the chief goal of the food bank should not only be to distribute food, but not really to grow. That is to really address why people have food issues so we can provide solutions so you don't need food banks in the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, and so what I'm noticing is if a lot of people who have skills and passion start thinking about things like, Forming your own social enterprise, forming a B Corp, an organization that's not only making money, but actually has a social good that is trying to solve a solution, not trying to put a Band-Aid on an issue. It's kind of like, you know, teach a man to fish, you know. Right, right. You know, you know, um, there's many organizations. I was looking at Goody Nation is doing things. In healthcare, they're trying to address the healthcare discrepancy issues out there mm-hmm. by bringing solutions using technology. And 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 I, I want people. We got a lot of business people out there. A lot of people who are very connected to the causes and stuff. 
take a step back and say, hey, how can I marry the two? Because, you know, how can I still make money and still at the same time provide solutions to my to my community that the nonprofits and the churches or whoever are not really addressing? Just mandate, as Jay-Z said, all you're doing is you just add perfume on the garbage. Mm-hmm. You're not taking the garbage out. You're just adding perfume on. Yeah. Creating a super bug. Interesting. That's right. Good point, man. Good point. You know, and and I'll I'll wrap it, man. Um, with Jay Z, man. I I uh, I'm glad I had an opportunity uh, or I stopped down to to take a look at uh, the Van Jones interview with Jay Z, man. I'm I, I am I, I'm I'm really proud of what that brother has done and how he's developed, how he's grown, and um, you know I hope people will uh, continue to support him. Uh, I think he he does a um, he does a lot for the industry when, uh, when you know, guys like Jay Z win because he gives back. Um, in addition to that, I think, um, you know, tonight, I think, I, I, you know, again, we tape on Sunday, we're taping on Grammy Day. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for uh, R&B and hip hop uh, to, even though R&B and hip hop has traditionally, or at least since the '90s. Um, had a higher profile than ever before. Uh, I think um, R&B and hip hop has, you know, as 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 most, well, as the mainstream tends to do, they'll cast you aside as, uh, you know, uh, the uh, flavor of the day. Um, but they've always continued to be strong, and but the recognition's not been there. So, you know, I'm I'm excited that the recognition will be there tonight. Uh, and, and again, the people like Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, uh, Childish Gambino, who, who's Donald Glover, who has, uh, you know, not only, you know, his tentacles in the music side, but also on the film side. You know, those those guys are doing good stuff, man. And, and they're really uh, socially aware and connected. So, um, you know, good to see that happen, man. Good to see uh, these brothers and, and also the women like SZA, a lot of these up and coming uh, female artists who are doing really good music they're doing good music uh and and hopefully it'll be like this renaissance um almost like we we remember the 90s (laughs) you know where you know you got the renaissance of good music man and i hope we get that back i mean you know i I, i'll be honest man i'm tired of the uh i guess how do you say it the uh the the internet rappers even though I, i have nothing against people gaining success from from their social media that's great uh, you know, that's quite frankly, I'm, you know, part of that with podcasting. But bottom line is, man, the quality stuff still needs to to be heard. And, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to see a lot of these guys and women uh, are doing their thing with quality material. And, and I hope I know it'll continue, man, as long as these great folks are doing their thing. So kudos to them. And, and with that, you know, that's that's my little two cents. And I just want to remind people, man, um, continue to share the show. Uh, they can go to C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S dot net, Castropolis dot net. Uh, our podcasts are there. We've got some new ones coming up. I uh, had a conversation with my boy Buddha a little bit this week, and he's coming back with his political stuff in the middle of February. Uh, he'll be having new shows, new seasons. So uh, we're adding some more stuff. Uh, we mentioned Evie. Uh, Evie show is coming up real soon. Uh, you can email us at gp3rtt at gmail. Dot com. You ain't got to agree with us. Uh, you got anything pro or con? Give us that info. Voicemail again, 413-556-9546. You can you know, catch us on Instagram. You want to shoot us a note at GP3Homies, SoundCloud, GP3Homies, iTunes, GP3Homies. Rand, thanks again, bro. And, and um, Kendall B's birthday, man. I know you got a roll, man. I hear the activity. The household activity as we speak. Y'all about to head out, man. I know y'all gonna grab some. Like, 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 uh, like, <laughs> like Nick. Uh, you know, they they have these uh, bat hours, vampire hours. You know. They, <laughs> yeah, they wake up. Know, so. But when they wake up, they're ready to go. So, so I know. Yeah, that's right. Do your thing and enjoy, man, and 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 all the best to you and the fam, and keep doing your thing. Okay. Okay, man. With that, right, you guys take care. We'll do with that. GP three seventy four is in the can, and we out. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at
gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SPDG, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.